Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Earth Mac, the mad scientist. And Vivo. This is the Orange Phoenix Show, and today we are going right into some fighting games that is forgotten, that is like in the vault. We haven't seen any like re-releases, remasters, or sequels, or new games coming out. And Vivo, it's, it's a good bit, because honestly, this year kind of put me in that mode where, okay, Street Fighter Six just got released not too long ago. Mortal Kombat 1 gameplay was released uh, today, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. And Tekken 8 is coming out this year. So the FGC community, what well, the FGC, is eating good. Like, our plate is full right now. I mean, how you feel about that? Um, I would tend to agree. And, you know, when we were looking at the list, I list of fighting games in general, there are definitely ones over the years that that have proven their staying power um, because they were out when, you know, I was I was a little kid and I, I don't want to date myself, but. <laughs> I have no shame. I have no shame. <laughs> I, I, I'll say like this, like um, Street Fighter 2 will forever be the staple in fighting games. I mean, World Warrior, started this thing started this journey even though the street fighter one that was like really the first one-on-one you had ken and ryu and that game is very difficult to play um mm-hmm. if you get the 30th anniversary edition and you play street fighter one yeah you will realize yep <laughs> yep it's it's pretty difficult now street fighter 2 world warrior that really started everything i mean and then kof and fatal fury and stuff like that and i was pro kof i'm not even gonna lie um because i thought the story was richer and you had to play with certain characters, certain three characters to get a certain ending. And I like, okay, I never seen that in a fighting game. But Street Fighter 2 is definitely top tier. Or Street Fighter franchise is top tier. But uh, but that's mainstream stuff. That's mainstream stuff. We talking about the stuff that's kind of like all shit. We stuff about Capcom, Hudson, Konami. I feel like came Konami and Capcom should be mainstream because their games are awesome yeah namco too yep yep namco got some good stuff man so going right into it the first game is i'm going like i feel like that should be the first game we, we touch i say we touch on primal rage primal rage ladies and gentlemen so i gotta pull this up man so primal rage came out in the 90s for the Sega Genesis. I want to say that was on SNES too, right? I think so. Yeah, it was on 3DO, 32X, Jaguar CD, Game Boy, Game Gear, MS-DOS. It went on PlayStation 2. The first release was 1994. And I had it on the Sega Genesis. And I mean, I was pro Genesis and, and all that. But I'm telling you, man, Primal Rage was that heat. It was extremely violent. And I think they were trying to pull it off it was from... awesome. Yes. Yeah, it, I mean, it tried to pull it from Mortal Kombat and Eternal Champions, but actually Chaos was actually a pretty good character. I was... Yeah. Was I feel like my blue. sister always main Chaos when we played. Why, why did she why did she main uh, Chaos? You think because of I, King Kong vibes? I, I, I don't know. Like, 
some of the game, <laughs> some of the characters that she just that resonated with her, I would just be staring at her like, why? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, I forgot the character's name that I played with, but it was like a serpent type of character, but it had range. Like whenever it was striking, it, it strike. It didn't strike halfway across the stream, screen, but I was able to reach the okay. opponent or whatever. But I absolutely love the game, but I always got it on rental though. I never had the game like in house. It always was like an Ace Video or a movie gallery yeah. or Finkley's. Is that the it. one that you played as? Yes, yes, Vertigo, Vertigo. Yep. Vertigo. That's it, Vertigo. And listen, I was I was whooping ass Vertigo. I'm not even gonna lie. Vertigo yeah, was I always played as Talon, which was like the Velociraptor type, or um, there was. Well, there's more than one Tyrannosaurus Rex yeah. type character, but I played as one of them too. Um, what is what was its name? Diablo. Mm, wait, which one is this one? Yes, Diablo. Yep. Diablo. Yeah. God, Diablo got worked on that one, but yeah, I mean, Diablo was the other one. Uh, so Vertigo, Diablo, and. Maybe Chaos, the one I was actually using, but I actually enjoy Primal Race for what it is. And I'm surprised that the, the most recent release was 1996, and that was on the Sega Saturn. Was that the, was it re-released or was that a, a sequel? I thought that they were supposed to be coming out with a sequel to that, but they never did. Yeah, from what I understand, uh, it was on PlayStation 2 in 2004. It makes you of Atari, Midway, and Williams titles. It was part of like this collection. Okay. And I know it got released to the 3DO. And I know obviously it's updated graphics and stuff like that, but there's no more Primal Rays. I mean, if you want some Primal Rays, we got to go back yeah. and get some emulators and knock that stuff out. But. I mean, it was it was an entertain it was an entertaining game for the time. I mean, shoot, it would probably even still be entertaining to play I, to play it now, even with the old claymation type graphics. I, I would enjoy it. I mean, I'm yeah. not even gonna hold you. I wouldn't. I would thoroughly enjoy it. But moving on, man, we got to jump into. I feel like uh, I've been asking for this game for the longest, and it's by Capcom. And there was two games actually. It was one for PlayStation. It was multi disc. Okay. And there was a sequel that was on Dreamcast, and it was called Project Justice. But the game I'm talking about is Rival Schools. And so you you haven't played this game, correct? I have not. Okay. So with Rival Schools, if you're familiar with Marvelous Capcom, you know the, the tag in tag out. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's why I like God of High School so much, because it reminds me of Rival Schools. So, in Rival Schools, you had these different schools, and it was teams of three, and it was like martial artists, oh, and wow. whether it was boxing or baseball, it was you or um, the Kendo Club. It was all Japanese, and you could tag out like between rounds, but you had these vigor attacks, which. It's like your super attacks, and then you got the team up mode too, where you can actually do a tag mm-hmm. team super move. But it also had a story along alongside it. Batsu uh, was on Tatsunoko versus Capcom, which I wish they did another one of those. But uh, Batsu was part of that 
the Capcom side, obviously. Okay. And hopefully we might see Batsu in Street Fighter Six. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I absolutely love this game. And there was like a little story mode too, like mini games and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that in a fighting game. And I think this was ahead of his time. I mean, even the 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 battle stages look like they give you a lot of room to move around on compared yeah. to other fighting games that came out during that time. Yeah. Um, I know Street Fighter tried to do the 3D thing with Street Fighter EX. Can't stand it. But <laughs> they tried it. They try. They try. They get an A for effort. But Rival School, <laughs> man, it was. I mean, you couldn't like go in, like go in the foreground or background, but you, mm-hmm. you know it was 3D characters, but it still had that Capcom feel. And they had these quirky characters and everybody did something different. So I think that's re- what I really, really liked about it. Now, if you have a PlayStation 1 still, I would say go to your nearest retro store and get United by Fate Retro Schools because it's a two disc, if I remember correctly. Okay. And, and Project Justice is actually is the sequel and it's the upgrade and that's on Dreamcast. And I do have that. And it's just like super, super awesome to have. But I mean, when I saw this, man, I looked, the cover art, the box art is what got me. I mean, as you can see on, to the listeners, you can see on the top, it, right, right up in here. Yep. Rival Schools United by Fate, but very, very good game. I, why we don't have this? <laughs> why we don't have this? Capcom has a, we have a very toxic relationship with Capcom. It's like, they give us gems. They give us Resident Evil Remake. They give us Street Fighter. They give us Monster Hunter. And whenever yeah, Capcom does a that one. Yeah. And whenever Capcom does a showcase, it's one of those three, typically. Uh-huh. And we might want Rival Schools. We might want Dark Stalkers, which was the, the big one. That was number one. And they did, did uh, Capcom Fighting Collection. And all the Dark Stalkers games are on there. They need to do another Capcom Fighting Collection and put Rival Schools on there and see test the waters to see and that might bring people back yeah my favorite I, I will I will say though that my favorite Capcom game I don't even know if I want to call it Cap, but the Marvel versus Capcom that was my favorite fighting game oh is it now? well I won't say it. it was in my top three favorite fighting games just because I, I loved the variety of characters you could choose from and it was it was always a lot of fun now are you talking about uh marvel versus capcom 2 i played both of them okay but two i think two is the one i liked more because two had um what was his name uh dark wait Oh, you talking about uh um um? Uh, what was his name? Dark, dark. It wasn't Dark Heart. What was his it, name? Dark Heart. I think it no. Is it Dark? No, Heart? it wasn't Dark Heart. I'm. I'm drawing blanks right now. Black Heart. I gotta look it up. Is it Black Heart? Black Heart. Yep. Black yeah, Heart. Black Heart. I used to love fighting Black Heart, man. I like because he was so he was very meaty and like he just take damage. But when he's open, man, I'm like, yep, I'm going in. I'm going in. <laughs> It is Spider Man, Spider Man, and Wolverine were also kind of. I, I remember being, them being kind of OP, especially if you really knew their move sets. Magneto is OP. 
Yep. Manito will yep. put you in an endless loop if you caught in that. I've been <laughs> caught in that a couple times, and it you have to practice it though because it's not like an automatic thing. You can drop it at you can drop that combo at any time. Huh. But if you're perfect with your button inputs, it's game over. Once you caught in that corner and you in that endless loop, it's wrap. You might as well Why just put you? the controller down, wait for the next round. Did you know that there was an X-Men versus Street Fighter game? Yes, I had that game, and that game was straight up heat. Tell me. The music was on point. I mean, I'm learning so many different or new things right now, just looking to... <laughs> Where well, was I when this came out? This looks great. Okay, I'm going to have to that, find that. Was on, that was on a PS1, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, it looks like it came out in... So it was initially released as an arcade game in 96, and then it yep. was ported to Sega Saturn in 97 and uh, PlayStation in 98. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to find that one. you got to find that one. Uh, yeah. If you get Fight Cave, if you get... Um, you could get X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Because Fightcade has X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Like, any of the fighting games that the FGC plays, like Retro or whatever, then, yeah, you can actually get that. Okay. Ooh, I got homework. Yay. <laughs> hey, I can't believe you never played X-Men vs. Street Fighter, man. That is... Wow, that's wild. I, 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 like, I don't know why I feel like... I swear I know I knew about it, but I'm seeing it on on the screen. I'm like, did I? This is something that I should have known. So, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll find it and play it. Chances are I might have played it before. I just need to refamiliarize myself. So we'll see. Yeah, 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 no doubt. And now the next game up is something I haven't seen in a long time, and we probably will never ever see again. And that game is Bloody Roar. And uh, it's not coming back. Uh, yes. it, 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 it's not coming back. It, it's a wrap. After this. I mean, because the studio shut down. I think when it was going to release another one, mm-hmm. it was like, nah, we're going to cancel that out. I'm like, man. So. It was so fun, though. Yeah, it was fast paced. Like, it was. Okay, let's just put out that Virtual Fighter is the granddaddy of 3D fighting games. That just that just what it is. If it wasn't for Virtual Fighter, you we wouldn't have Tekken. But Bloody Roar was just a, a totally different thing, right? It was it was 3D fighting, but at the same time you had a button to change it to an animal and yep. fight as that animal for a certain period of time. Yep. And then you could knock people off the stage and stuff, and it was a little violent too. I mean, and it was fast paced. Like I feel like we would be eating really good if we get another re- reiteration of Bloody Roar. Yeah, but, I agree. And I'll be honest with you, I played it a couple times, but I didn't. I never had this in my possession. Never had it. Yeah, I mean, me neither. Um, usually, it was a game that we rented, mm-hmm. and I know I always played as the guy that turned into the wolf. Yeah. I mean, wolves are cool, man. They're, they're usually the, the best martial artists, dark stalkers. <laughs> but you know, you're like shout out. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to the wolves out there. But I mean, it's sad that we will never see 
a Bloody Roar, man. Because people talk about it. Like, people still talk about it. Like, yo, you remember playing Bloody Roar and, and stuff like that? And it's like one of those nostalgic memories because it came out for GameCube, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and Xbox. The latest release was 2003, but the first release was 1997. Okay. But... Yeah, I know that I probably played it for... It probably was either on Xbox or GameCube because I know I had both of those systems. Yeah. And I think I, you know, I always had it at a friend's house though. You know, it's just someone had it and we was playing it, but yeah. I think honestly it was overshadowed by other 3D titles like like Tekken for one and Soul mm-hmm. Calibur. But I feel like Bloody Roar had a cult following. But it's it's interesting though when I mean you see games that come out like Bloody War for example was out around the same time as Tekken but Tekken is the one that has proven its staying power whereas yeah. Bloody War Roar, I mean we're talking about <laughs> games that were forgotten and it's like so what did Tekken what worked for Tekken and why didn't why didn't it work for Bloody War marketing. I feel like, I feel like, <clears throat> so, I feel like with Virtual Fighter and Bloody Roar, Virtual Fighter should still be up there with Tekken, if not better. Mainly because of the marketing, but you know, it, it was a Sega title. So, you know, when Sega went under, then Virtual Fighter probably went along with it. But Tekken has stay in power because of Tekken 2 and Tekken 3, which was super popular. And people was just playing it because you had the demos on. You, you remember going to Pizza Hut and they had the demos, the PlayStation yep. demos. Yep. And Tekken was on there at, at one uh-huh. point, so people was playing the demos and stuff. So it's like, dang, this game is game is that heat, and it just snowball. It was a snowball effect. I feel like Call of Duty wouldn't be as popular as it was is if it wasn't for the marketing. I mean, they did smart marketing. They had it on TVs, had celebrities playing it sports yeah. figures and stuff like that so I think I think that's what it is I mean and, the, and honestly the, the company for Bloody Roar went under so it's kind of like I'll just say you know Call of Duty is a game that we can include on the, li- on the list of games that were put down and have yet to be revisited <laughs> yeah so <laughs> funny story with Call of Duty right so I have a set of homeboys that actually play Call of Duty religiously. Like, we're like, we in the group text. The most recent one. The one that got war. Well, yeah, the most recent one. Oh. And they only play Warzone. They don't play nothing else. They don't play. They used to play Kill Confirm. And there was a rule everybody get 10 tags. If you don't get 10 tags, you're trash. So. <laughs> <laughs> That that was that was it. Like if you don't get ten tags, it's it's a conference. It's a it's some type of powwow. Like hey, listen. <laughs> they call them out. Like hey, they're like, okay, we're gonna have this huddle in the locker room to explain why you in fact are trash. Yeah, like why you do not have ten tags. Why do you not have ten tags? And we played this game for like five ten minutes around. You couldn't get ten kills. You couldn't get ten kills, my guy. Like so stuff like that. But since Warzone came out. They don't even play multiplayer at all. It's like, unless they're just trying to upgrade a gun or get a gun quickly, that's it. They play Warzone and Warzone only. And I got one homeboy that only plays Call of Duty. I'm like, you got a whole PlayStation 5. And this that's all- the only game you're going to play. You know what I'm saying? 
I look at them with judgment sometimes. I'm like, no, you, you really wasting your money. And so when like every Call of Duty that comes out, no matter what, they're gonna copy, they're gonna get it. So that's what it is. But I used to be like that, but when it got to Advanced Warfare, well, I I, I still played Advanced Warfare. What was the one after that? Advanced Warfare. It was. That was the one where you first had the exosuits, right? Yeah, you can sidewalk. You can walk on the side of the walls and stuff you like that. You Spider-Man your way all over the map. Yeah, that was not that. it. That was not it. I, I, I put it like this. When Battlefield Bad Company 2 came out, and I played it for the first time for years, I stopped playing Call of Duty. Like I, I cold turkey that joint. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't go back to this because... Battlefield got bullet drop. Battlefield is like, you can't hide behind the wall because I can blow up that wall while you're standing <laughs> behind it. So I can't go back to Call of Duty. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So Battlefield went through this funny stage. And even with the most recent Battlefield, like you got patches and stuff. And this Call of Duty just took over because of the marketing. Battlefield don't have that type of marketing that Call of Duty has. And I feel like if they had the same type of marketing, then we'd be having a different conversation. But um, yeah, a lot of people say Call of Duty is better, but I'm like, you play Battlefield? Like how realistic that stuff is? But you no, know, like with me, I was so invested in Call of Duty that I never got into Battlefield. I did yeah. at one point try to get into Division, and I was just kind of like, mm, I don't really like this. Now the Division um, is actually pretty good though. With the newer Call of Duties, I just kind of lost interest. Um, I played the. I forgot which one it was that came out. Was it Black? Was it a new Black Ops? I can't remember which one new it was. New Black Ops with the zombies? Yeah. I, I, I played the story mode because I always like play the story mode, um, yeah. which I, I did really like. But when it got to multiplayer, I was just kind of like, mm. my favorite um, my favorite Call of Duty was Modern Warfare 2, the original, not the remake. That was terrible. So That's the one with the airport, right? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. infamous airport, classic. classic, or the neighborhood, the cul-de-sac. <clears throat> yeah, cul-de-sac. So my favorite is the the Nuketown is my favorite map. I yep, love Nuketown. Nuketown. Um, and the airport. Those two are my favorite maps. That Nuketown, it's just like the OK Corral, man. Everybody's bucking, and I like <laughs> the, the first time, like because the new Nuketown, I really do like it, but I like to play hardcore, and that's what I kind of learned from Battlefield. Like I, I like hardcore mode. What was the map with it was like a giant marsh? Uh and it was like in the center, it had kind of like an underground dugout that you could run I know through what you're talking on about. the Yeah. I also I really like that map because um there was <laughs> Oh my gosh, there was one one match I was playing. When I tell you I got close to 30 kills because I was just in my little my little uh sniper suit or whatever and i kept changing i was picking people off and it, and they got so angry raging man raging what what i tell you and then i went and hid in the house and when i tell you they kept coming up i it got I, the only reason why i ended up losing was because i ran out of ammo yes. i straight ran out of ammo Gotta get them peanuts, man. Those, uh, <laughs> those, uh, those, <laughs> so, gotta get the peanuts. So, 
So I learned this term in Battlefield because we're well, actually my friend's term. And I used to love being a sniper, man. He was like, man, I got to get them picking it baskets. And then he need headshots. He's like, got to get them peanuts. <laughs> it's so hilarious when he does it, man. He's like, clack, clack, clack. Got to get them peanuts. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, yes. Them. And it, it's hilariously good. But like Newtown, my first reaction is if I'm in, if I'm spawning in the corner, I'm chucking a grenade clean across the other side of the map because I know I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> it's going to land. It's, I know I'm going to kill somebody. And when I hear that little chain, like, ting, 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 I'm like, okay, got him, got him. Either clear across the map or just throw it into the house because you know you're going to get somebody that way too. Because somebody's in the corner. Yeah. Somebody hanging out in that corner. <laughs> somebody camping. And what, another thing I like about Battlefield is that when you do those cinematic kills, you take their doll tags. Now, that wasn't yep. a Call of Duty original. That was Battlefield. Like, you take somebody out, dog tags, and it, it'll show the person dog tags. Like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I got it. I really, yeah. I, I, I really liked trying to get the kill streaks so that you could get, like, you could call in the special drops or whatever. Yeah. Those RCA cars. <laughs> with, with the bombs the, on with them? The C4. The C4. <laughs> and it's. And you know, like when you go in and you, they they like show the kill cam, and then just the player turns and looks and sees the car there, and, <laughs> and they can do nothing. They can do nothing yeah. about it. It's too late. <laughs> They're like, well, I guess I guess this is happening. <laughs> Man, I think I think that's also the fun thing about Call of Duty, though. When you have when you're in the public chat, I find the public chat hilarious because when I just play with randoms, sometimes. And that's when I hop back, hop back on Call of Duty for the first time in years. That RC car was in play, and I, you, you would hear death coming. You would yep. hear it. So, and I heard it was like, yeah, so I'm like, RC car, RC car. And then <laughs> if I'm like doing this somewhere right here, like, like looking around. And they were fast as hell too. Like you couldn't you run away. You can't do nothing about that. I like the first thing. My instinct is that. If I'm near a window, I'm hopping out the damn window. That's what I'm doing. Either I feel that, like or, or, one exploded. Somebody exploded an RC car on one side of the wall, and it still killed me through the wall. And I was just like, really? Cap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this, this is not it. This is not it. But yeah, so I'm going back to like forgotten uh, fighting games. Like, this is another one. I feel like this is a gem. But recently... They did a collector's edition and it's on PS4 and Xbox. And the game I'm talking about is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters yeah. for the SNES and the Sega Genesis. So, who was your main on a. If tournament? it's anything Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle related, it's always Raphael. Always Raphael. I think Mikey, Mikey was my main. Yeah, Mikey was my main. And I started messing around with Donnie. On it, I was like, oh, okay. Donnie, Donnie got squabbles. All right, we, 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 we in there. We, we in there. So the original console wars, right? SNES and Sega Genesis. In this version, even though I'm a Sega head, the Super Nintendo version was better. Mm -hmm. Like the colors was better. You had um, 
you had I want to say more characters, but the characters kind of like made sense graphically. It just looked better. That is what it was. And so when the collector's edition came out, you have all the Ninja Turtle games that's I want to say ever created, but up until a certain time period, like mm-hmm. all the Game Boy games, all the Nintendo games, all the Super Nintendo games, all the Sega Genesis games, the Beat'em Ups, the Fighters, all that in one big collection. Um, I find myself playing the Super Nintendo version over anything else, mainly because of that shark. But yeah, I kind of like the shark too. So, but I, the gameplay was just super better. But yeah, um, they, 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 there's a YouTube channel called Console Wars. Shout out to Console Wars, and and you got one person, they're, they're friends, like one person Sega, one person Super Nintendo, and they always compare the games graphically, musics. Uh, gameplay sometimes Sega wins, uh-huh. sometimes Super Nintendo wins. And this particular uh altercation, it was Super Nintendo. Not, I had to agree, this is what it was. Have you ever beat this game? No, you shredder, <laughs> you shredder. Shredder was also my main, too. I really did love shredder. Shredder was shredder used to get in your ass. I'm just it's. And it was Shredder. Uh, I think Rat King is after Shredder. And I think Kurai is after Rat King, I think. Okay. So when you think you beat it, you didn't necessarily beat it because you got a, you got another <laughs> Wait, boss. There's more. Yeah, yeah, you got another boss to fight. And Rat King okay. is not to be played with. <laughs> that is just, that's just what it is. So... Like, so was this like a main staple in your house? Or was it just something you played in your pastime? Just um, something that I played. Oh, okay. In the pastime, so. I mean, this should be a remake. I feel like if you make this as a 2D fighter, you have enough characters to actually play and DLCs. I like Mecha Turtle too. I did like that one. And. I feel like this this game will sell like hotcakes, especially with the last Ronin being out. Like in the past couple yeah. years, yep. it kind of like the popularity came out, and obviously, you know, the Ninja Turtles movie that's coming out with Seth Rogen and John Cena and Jackie Chan, you know, stuff like that. I feel like you you're in the right space to put out a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fighting game. Yeah, I'm getting it. I know you're going to get it. Yep. Now speaking of Ninja I mean- Turtles, now. Okay. When I was when I was a kid, like I was into Winnie the Pooh and Ninja Turtles. That's an odd combination. It is, but it worked. So <laughs> that's, just, that's odd. My parents were like, "Okay." Who's your favorite Winnie the Pooh character? Mine was Tigger. Tigger was he was just too hype. Yes, Tigger, but I don't know. Like I, Tigger definitely, but um, I think I also really liked Piglet. Yeah. And Rabbit wasn't that much of a Debbie Downer. Rabbit was just living in reality, <laughs> whereas the rest of them were not. Rabbit was the OG Squidward. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that, yes. That's, that's rabbit. Yep. When I see Squidward, I'm like, that's rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Like, 
He was so honorary. He's like, what are y'all doing? So angry y'all are ridiculous. Get off my lawn. <laughs> he would get so frustrated with Pooh, like, why? And I love Pooh. Everybody loves Pooh. I love Pooh. Pooh was forever unbothered, even though he said, oh, bother all the time. All the time, right, which is the irony of that. So, so was there a point in Winnie the Pooh where he pulled out a shotgun, right? Because somebody came to the door. It was something that was crazy. Because I, I saw a meme and it was like, y'all remember that time where, where Pooh pulled out the Thule? And I was like... Yes. Yep. But it wasn't a real one. It was a, it was a toy one. It had a little cork in the end with the string on it. Oh, man. That just pop out in the, the cork. <laughs> yeah. Man. What kind of life? Come because on, man. Because I think he was that. afraid of like heffalumps and woozles or something. And woozles. Remember, that was like what they were afraid of in the Hundred Acre Wood. They were right. always scary stories about the heffalumps and woozles that would come and eat them or something. Yeah. So, now, as far as Ninja Turtles, I gotta ask you, man. What's your favorite Ninja Turtles movie? <laughs> okay. From all of them, are we counting animated ones, too? Ooh. I don't think, um, no, let's not count animated ones because I haven't, I don't think I've seen all of them. Okay. Um, Ooh, that's another tier list too. Ninja which Turtles one was movies. Secret of the Ooze? That was the second one, Two. Right? That was yeah. two. That's my favorite one. Yo, okay. All right. All right. All right. I feel like, I feel like we really didn't know each other in our past lives. <laughs> I, I feel like that because two is my favorite one. I like Kino. I like them dancing on stage with Vanilla Ice. Yep. And my favorite part was Ralph when he back kicked Foot Clan dude in the head and he topped back up and he started dancing. And like <laughs> as a kid, when I watched that, I mimicked that. I, I always rewind to that point and I always act that point out. And I did it at least five or six times before I even finished the movie. Mm-hmm. That that was like one of my favorite childhood memories. So two is my favorite one for sure. It yeah. was like, yeah, man, it's quiet. Yeah, a little too quiet. Was like, yo, that's Ralph. Yeah, <laughs> a little too Ralph. <laughs> like Mikey, man, it's it's great. But yeah, so Tournament Fighters came out in 1993. Tournament Fighters and NES, SNES. Actually, it was on NES too. Actually, so didn't the didn't Ninja Turtles originally come out in like eighty? Was it eighty seven? I know the cartoon came out in eighty nine. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So don't don't crucify me, uh, Geek Corner. But yeah, I want to say it came out in '89. Um. And a lot of people think it came out in the '90s, but it didn't. I'm looking at, they have it as 84, wait. No, you're right. Okay, so the television series was 1987 through 96. And then they had Next Mutation, 97 through 98. Mm-hmm. And then I guess this um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or reboot in 2003 through, two, wow, it ran a while, 2003 Jim. through Nine. Jim, that is a Jim Vivo. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I remember yep. this one. Yep. I like, yeah, I like this one. 
Um, I like how the Shredder look, man. I'm like, I want to cosplay Shredder so bad. That would be. And then they had one that particular look. Was this the one where it was like all CGI? Yeah, yeah. It was. The newest one is Rise of the Ninja, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And this is that new animation, the newest animation. Yeah. I actually want to watch this one. You know, I was gatekeeping for nostalgic purposes, mm-hmm. but I did catch a couple episodes of that, and it's really not that bad. It's really not that bad. Because the spin is that Ralph is the leader. He starts out being the leader. Interesting. And, and I think Ralph is the oldest, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what it is. I thought Leo was the oldest. Yeah, I... I think because no, he was the oldest or the strongest of one of the. T- it was something crazy, but well, not too crazy. But um, <clears throat> Ralph was definitely the leader first. That's interesting because when you think about it, um, there has been it's been said that Master Splinter gave each of the turtles their weapons, um, for a specific reason, um, to help work on specific qualities. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, Leo had the dual katanas for um, because he needed, as the leader, he had to, I guess, understand the value of life and when it would be necessary in order to take a life. Um, whereas Wrath was given the size, um, which are primarily a defense, yeah, a weapon of defense. Um, Mikey was given the nunchucks, which um, require un- unmatched focus and technique in order to wield them effectively. Because everybody knows Mikey; he's probably the most unfocused one of them yeah. outside of fighting. And then Donatello had the bow staff, um, because it was so simplistic. Whereas you know he's typically the tech savvy one, who's all yeah. about gizmos and gadgets and i think they touched on that in this series too okay um, why they chose the weapons that they chose and stuff like that also um you see their evolution i didn't finish it but it's actually pretty good though i cannot crap on it i you do you remember so there was the live action show um where they introduced their long lost sister named, I think her name was Venus de Milo. She was named after Venus de Milo. Her name was Venus. Oh, so that was Next Mutation, if I'm not mistaken. In the le- live action? Yep. Show? The series? Yeah. I think oh, was, okay. Because they did a crossover with the Power Rangers at one point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember that. Yep. And going back on it, I don't know if I can watch it now. I don't know. That live action was kind of terrible. Well, no, no, there's, there's a, well, there's a, uh, a new female Ninja Turtle. Granted, she was, I forgot what her name was, but um, she was a former, if I remember correctly, she's a former Foot Clan soldier. Mm-hmm. That in order to save them, save her, they had to do a blood transfusion. And I can't remember which turtle donated his blood, but that blood donation caused her to mutate into a turtle. Oh. 
Oh yeah. It, it looks yeah, super interesting. I have to go back and like, I, I don't know if it's part, I don't know if it's in um, any of the animated shows or it's specifically yeah. in the graphic novels. I think it might just be in the graphic novels, but I'll, I'll figure that out because it, it was interesting to me. That's actually dope. I, I'm very, very intrigued by that. <laughs> <clears throat> and the next fighting game we want to look at is something that was for the Neo Geo. Now, those of us don't remember the Neo Geo, Neo Geo came out in the 90s and it was the perfect arcade port. And and it was notorious for fighting games. Like, notorious. Fatal Fury, Samurai Showdown, Kango Fighters, Last Blade, Last Blade 2, Kazuna Encounter. Uh, and I'm now drawing some blanks with some games. And this is one of them, King of the Monsters. So who was your main in this one? You know what? I don't even remember. <laughs> I, you know, I do remember playing this game because playing this game, you were kaiju and yep. you was literally destroying things. Like if you really notice like the hangar base and stuff like yeah. that, it was getting destroyed as you're fighting other yeah, monsters. destruction and contamination. <laughs> easily, easily. But what's so funny... Oh, what, that reminds me of another game that probably isn't on our list, but I'm sorry. Oh, what's the game? What's the game? What you got? What? Oh my God! What was it called? Um, so you played as kaiju, and you would wreck. Like the object of the game was to wreck buildings and eat people, and then I think you could fight each other. I think it is King of the Monsters still. Um... Also, like when, while you're thinking about it. Uh, one unique thing about this is that the city was your big wrestling ring. So there was only a certain area that you couldn't get to. Like for instance, like right now. So like when they go up against the side, it'll bounce them back. Like it's a rope or something. So it's almost like the humans block a certain part of the city out so they can fight. And even though there are some humans there, getting destroyed there but i guess they're expendable at this point so i'm guessing they're like televising this the kaiju fight i'm just my guess i'm just throwing darts out there but i'm trying to make logical reason of a wrestling ring or some type of cage fighting situation with the uh, king of the monsters but i did play this game a little bit <clears throat> and when the new jail came out it was going to compete with sega genesis and super nintendo mm -hmm. but here's the thing though but Sega came out, it was an affordable price to get Sega Genesis, right? Super Nintendo came out, affordable price. Expensive, yes. Affordable, yes. Neo Geo came out and said, listen, they are 16-bit. We are 24-bit. We are a direct arcade port of these games. So if you go to the arcade and you have a literal arcade in your house, you had... Uh, two joysticks and, and stuff like that and the Neo Geo was like over $400 like out, out the gate and each game was the same price as a Sega Genesis per game that, 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 that's what it was I got the I, I have the game name what's the game name? Rampage Rampage yeah oh because they did a movie with Dwayne Johnson okay Oh, I completely forgot that. Okay, yep. Yeah, Rampage. Okay, you're right about that. Was that a fighting game, though? 
Um, I thought that you could fight against each other. I'm so it looks like the original game came out in '86, but I remember playing it on N64. Right, and I'm pretty sure that you could fight each other. In addition to generally destroying buildings and eating people. You know what? I haven't sat and watched Rampage at all. But I heard it was pretty decent, though. I haven't heard anything bad about it. That was the one where it was, like, The Rock was friends with the giant gorilla, and the giant gorilla yep. went and say, I, I know I saw that one. You sound disinterested. Anything at this point? Yeah, I mean, he is one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid, at the Hollywood, you know, currently. But, but I mean, so with King of the Monsters, I think that'll be a very fun game to play. I think this could be a a easy remaster. Yeah. Not, nothing too expensive to make. Now, if you really want to go balls to the wall with it, um, you can definitely make it. I feel like Capcom should pick this up, but um, I want to see when this game actually was released. King of the Monsters were released into arcades in 1991. Okay. Then it was on Linux, Macintosh, uh, Microsoft Windows, Neo Geo AES, Sega Genesis, and Super NES. But graphically, Neo Geo looked better because it was a direct port. Mm-hmm. So 91 and the most recent PC was 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it might be in the SNK arcade classes volume one, but I feel like this this could be an easy remake. I feel a lot of people can play it. It's be I feel like it could be a good party game. It, yeah. And, and have the same setting too, like just tanks running around, just I guess trying to because they shoot at you too, so you take damage from them. Yeah, that's the thing. So you're not just fighting the other kaiju; you actually trying to duck and dodge humans too so i think that was a very cool factor in that game so mm-hmm. very underrated one of the better uh neo geo games so have you played this a lot um not this one mm. but I, I have along with like last blade and samurai showdown the okay. one of the many samurai showdowns that they had but um i was if it wasn't for the most recent release of Samurai Showdown, I would because it's not too recent, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I would put Samurai Showdown in the list too, but can't say it's forgotten because it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> so the next game up is uh, something that I could say is one of my favorite wrestling games of all time and it is considered a fighting game i would consider it and it's called saturday night slam masters man this listen i don't know i remember this one tell me you had this tell me you had this i didn't have it but i remember it Mm -hmm. and this this actually had a sequel too and during the era of like arcade wrestling games and stuff like that I think I really did like Capcom's version of this one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is with Super Nintendo and Capcom, but they always made big sprites. Like, you can see them visually. They was visually appealing. Yeah. And considering there was this was not WWE, this was not WCW, this was not any of the mainstream, this was just made up, you know, Capcom characters. Game was just awesome. 
Did this, this awesome initially now. come out as an arcade game? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah so Saturday Night Slam Masters, man, it was that was a gem to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that game. And I bought a a handheld retro game system where it had like thousands of games on it. Well, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, you know, you name it. Uh-huh. Saturday Night Slam Masters was on there. And there's also a Saturday Night Slam Masters 2. And when I saw it, I, I geeked. When I saw it, I was like, oh man. That was like really one of the only wrestling games that I used to play. And I wish they'd do a remaster of this. I know you got WWE 2K series and AEW got a, a wrestling game coming out called Fight Forever, which I can ask. You play SmackDown. Uh, Here comes the pain. Know your role and stuff like that, right? From back in not the day. in depth, but I played it. So, uh, Ukes, uh specific. They the ones that made those games from back in the day, PlayStation One. Mm-hmm. They went over to AEW and they are working on AEW Fight Forever that comes out later on this month. So oh. their play style from back in the day will be the play style on that wrestling game. Oh, that's and they already show. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is what we want because. They were focusing on the arcade part of it, less of the simulation, because with WWE 2K series, it it went from SmackDown versus Raw and all the other old wrestling games to simulation style. Mm-hmm. And even though that's still fun, but you know, you you kind of want the over the top type of vibe to it, kind of like you know Saturday Night Slam Masters. I feel like. Saturday Night Slam Masters need a remaster where you can actually play that online. Yeah, with other people, that would be cool. That would be cool. You could do like tag matches and stuff like that. And it was on arcade, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, and it came out in 1993. And Reign of Destruction was the actual sequel. And they came out in 1994. And, And there was another one called Muscle Bomber Duo Ultimate Team Battle. And I think that was only... I think that was Japan only. I think that's what it was. But one of the best wrestling games of all time, man. I something about I got I know I got to pause the music right quick. I gotta take you down memory lane though. I, I gotta <laughs> I got I gotta take you here. I gotta share whenever I got this sound, I knew it's about to be so I'm gonna get that ass beat. That's just what it was. Hello, hello, hello. They should have this logo still. That's they should have this logo still. I mean, that was like the best Capcom intro out of all of them because I mean, you had what was it? You had the Versus series. You had Street Fighter Alpha series, which was kind of like stem from you know marvel versus capcom and stuff like that so everything was like bright and colorful and the fighting games was just on point street fighter alpha 2 i used to play religiously a lot and i used to make people put down the controller when i had akuma it's just <laughs> they're like you know what i don't even want to play this anymore <laughs> because so i figured it out though because when you hit the ground all i got to do is time it just right when I hit the Raging Demon, so the minute that you get up, you're right in front of my face, and I just grab you and the screen turn black. Wheel. And then 
you get the symbol. And that, <laughs> they didn't like that. They didn't like that at all. Like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go do something else. So the next game up is something that I played religiously. And I chose this one as it is Battle Arena to Shinden, but the intro is Battle Arena to Shinden 4. And mainly because of the anime intro. But I have Battle Arena to Shinden for the PlayStation. And let me tell you, I have a fond memory. I got this game from a friend. And you remember when you just get PlayStation Disc? They always got the little scratches on it. You know? Yeah. And I was like, this game's not going to play. Like, it's, it's no way. The, the eye is too sensitive for this. And it played. And I think that was one of the first PlayStation 1 games that I ever had in my possession. Excuse me. That and Jet Moto. And Battle Arena Tension was like the first one. So, if you're familiar with Soul Calibur, Soul Edge, and stuff like that, this was the first 3D weapons fighter but it didn't play like Soul Calibur though. Like I feel like this right here needs to be remade. Like this has to come back because if you take Street Fighter and Soul Calibur 2 and mix them together, mm-hmm. you'll get Battle Arena Tashinden because it was fast paced. Everybody had their certain movesets. Like you know with Soul Calibur you got like Soul Edge and you know you yep. start glowing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. With Battle Arena Tashinden it wasn't like that. Like everybody had their own movesets. Like it was just Street Fighter, Soul Calibur, and the butt combinations was the same. But I really see, did love. Sometimes when these games have the anime intros, I'm just like, I want to see the anime now. Right. Where's and the rest? <laughs> but wait. No, even like even you know how when you're like scrolling on social media or whatever, and like you'll see the um. Like the what are they called? The MMOR games or whatever. Yeah. With the cool anime cutscenes, and you're just like, oh, this looks like an awesome anime. And then you look, and you're like, oh, it's a game. But I want to. Yeah. What about the anime? <laughs> you know what got me like that? Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear got really? me like that. It, it got me like that because I, I saw had. This, I, yep. That one got me too. I was like, oh. I was all okay. like in the comments trying to figure out. So when does this come out? And everybody was like, no. Guys, it's a it's a game, and I was like, oh. Basura, trash, trash. And so <laughs> I'll never forget how I got finessed. Guilty Gear X2 Reload came out for original Xbox, and I bought it. The intro, fire, and it even had another anime, uh, like side, like a uh, short movie mm-hmm. on the game, right? And so I kept looking at it. I was like. Google, is this anime? Where's the anime? YouTube, where's the anime? Where is this? Because this this thing is this heat. There's no anime for Guilty Gear. I was like, I'm gonna play the game. The game was fire too, and you know it was anime sprites and stuff like that. So I really did yeah. like that. But still, man, it needs to be an anime for Guilty Gear, right? I mean, the story is highly convoluted. You got to simplify that thing just a little bit, though. Yeah, and it's, it's just all over the place. Blaze Blue got me like that for a period, but they did an anime for Blaze Blue, and it's on Crunchyroll. I did that. Now for this one here, there is a Battle Arena Tashinden anime. You can oh. find it on YouTube, by the way. Sweet. 
So yes, they they actually followed through and did an anime for that kick-ass anime cutscene. Now I will say it's a little graphic or whatever, but it was pretty decent for what it was. Cool, I'm gonna look it up. Cause it got it, it gave me. I mean, the animation in the intro was like it gave me Outlaw Star vibes. Yeah, yeah. And the first game came out in Japan, 1995, New Year's Day. It was oh, released okay. New Year's Day. And September 9th is when we got the North American version. And <clears throat> it was PlayStation, Sega Saturn, MS-DOS, and Game Boy. Oh, okay. And um, so Battle Arena Tashina was the first 3D weapons fighter and was succeeded in spirit by Soul Edge and other games of the genre. But I feel like Battle Arena Tashinen had it had better characters to me. I, I feel like this should have kept going. Uh-huh. Like this needs this needs to come come back. And Digital Dialect was the Tamsoft. Ashley was the developer for this. And I, I feel like Battle Arena Tashinen should have like a collector's edition. Again, I feel like it should have like a remaster. Of some sort because I feel like the story is really good um, for the games I did have. Now I'm gonna say this though: when I download a PlayStation emulator, because I'm gonna do that, like maybe this week, Battle Arena Tashinen is definitely on there. And you never played this? Mm-mm. Man, missing out on the gem there. Missing out on the gem. I mean, I need to get an emulator at some point. So I used to have one. Which I was really excited about, and I could play all types of games, but the computer that I had it on kind of yeah. like you see to how retire. like because you see how it's playing right now, like yeah, that's like Street Fighter esque type stuff. Like you can't just ah, that just that burns me up, man. Why <laughs> why we don't have battery intercendent? Like you gotta have battery intercendent, and. I feel like Soul Calibur did kind of decline in popularity a little bit. Maybe it got overshadowed by Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and Tekken. And so, those- I would say that Street or Soul Calibur is one of my favorite fighting game franchises. Like yeah. anytime I go out, like we go to the arcade, I'm immediately going to find whatever Soul Calibur they have there to play. Um, it's that and Mortal Kombat. Who's your main in Soul Calibur? Ah, there's so many. Um, okay, so Talim. Um, Taki? Is it Taki? Yeah. And I started playing with Cervantes and Ivy. Mm. Just to learn. Cervantes, I actually, I, I like playing as him a lot. He's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Just... <sighs> Who's my Killick was one of my mains. Taki, good, yeah. Taki for sure. Um, I did dabble with Ivy a little bit, and I did pick up the most recent Soul Calibur, and that game is really good, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that game is slept on because I don't see it when when Evo have their tournaments and stuff like that. Soul Calibur is not really their main stuff. It might be somewhere offshoot or whatever, but. Soul Calibur is not up there with the big three. It's not not with Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and Tekken. And great game. Yeah, it should be. Um, but 
I feel like as being part of the FGC and you are too, um, we do thoroughly enjoy Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and Tekken, but we will highly welcome another fighting game. Now, obviously, Fatal Fury is coming out, uh-huh. and King of Fighters uh, is out now, and people haven't played it, but you know, Street Fighter's gonna take over for that. It just is what it is. I feel like what Street Fighter did with six, King of Fighters should have been done. And I feel like I would have put them on the map. But yeah. but as far as Batarina to Shinden, like this, I feel like this could replace Soul Calibur. I feel like Soul Calibur can take a break and you put Batarina to Shinden in there and you won't be missing anything and you might get a viable replacement plus more. So, random question. You, um, Yoshi, Yoshimitsu is Soul Calibur, right? Yeah. Didn't he make a crossover appearance in another fighting game franchise? Tekken. Was it Tekken? Yeah, he, he's in every Tekken game, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who That's always awesome. do this quirky sit-down spins and he still does that. He still. That and was yeah. That that was he. That was an annoying move, but not as annoying as Voldo. Yeah, Voldo is. Yeah, he, he does that weird walk shit. Yeah, it's my little wild. brother does that to freak me out. Does it? He like he walks towards you. And yes. Does, oh my god. Like the <sighs> hands and everything, and I'm just like, get away. That's how you get elbow drop. That's that's yep. that's how that happens. <laughs> Yeah. That, that, that is how that happens. <laughs> don't do that in the dark. Like don't don't do no. that. <laughs> nah, that, that's not it, man. That is that is not the way. That is not the way. Not the way, Chief. And the last game that uh, we're jumping into uh, for the Sega Genesis. I played it on the Sega Genesis. I feel like uh, it was. I want to say an answer for more to come back, but it was definitely more to come back. Life, like, and that is Eternal Champions. Please tell me you played this game. I played it. I played it only a few times. Yeah. This game is hilariously difficult. Like, I don't think I actually. Are those handcuffs he's swinging with? Yep. Yeah. So he got a grappling hook on the side. He got like, uh, I'm going to say the brass nuts, but he got the knuckles with the spikes on on them. That's why he's like, you know crawling on the top of the ceiling and stuff like that yeah the, the character that i forgot that character's name but the one with the bow staff the magic staff that's the character i used to play with because i always like wizards and stuff like that so but he used alchemy and martial arts and his cane got a hook on it so he can just like spin it so there were fatalities in this game too like you can oh, knock someone okay. into a fan uh the sega cd version has some man for whew, I got to see the video of those fatalities, man, because Mortal, I think these fatalities that Eternal Champions has was worse than the Mortal Kombat ones. Seriously? From back in the day, yeah. Rip. Yeah. And those were some, those, some, I mean, those fatalities. Woo. That, okay, so there was one I just saw today where this person got knocked into this hole and there was like saws and swords and it was like doing this number right here so you literally saw this person fall through and you just see his skin like kind of like flailing 
but then there was a second layer of it and he fell through that so i just chopped him up even further and then the third one he went through the third set and then all it was left was the skull and then it just smashed on the ground and then there was another one where someone got burned at the stake Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. And someone got fed to a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh. It was like a whole process of them getting eaten. <laughs> yeah. So Terminal Champions was it. Like, they it were was, like, how do we top Mortal Kombat? Fatality? It did. It did fatality wise. I was like, whoa. Mortal well, Kombat I mean, didn't even have this. Some of the Mortal Kombat fatalities, like from the more recent games, are. Some of them are like, bro, what? <laughs> So, okay, so you take that. What Mortal Kombat is now, fatality-wise, that what Eternal Champions was in the 16-bit era. Because I feel like if Eternal oh, Champions wow. was, was to be re-released, that's the type of graphic nature it would go to. But now, people, so, so the people that never played Eternal Champions, they're going to think, oh, but Eternal Champions was just copying from Mortal Kombat. It was its own game. The game was hilariously difficult. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't properly give it a chance because I rented it from the movie store and played it, didn't like it. Years later, played it again, I have an appreciation for it. And I feel like I feel like this game can survive with the right level of marketing or you can put those eternal champions characters in the Mortal Kombat game because oh that would be interesting yeah I mean Mortal Kombat has been putting everybody in the game so what's what's to stop them I mean Nothing. you got you have Freddy Krueger you have Chucky you have Predator and the Xenomorph you have Jason I could keep naming them because I bought Robocop all oh, Robocops in them now yeah, Robocop and Terminator, actually. That, that was Yo. on the most recent one. That was on the most recent one. And Robocop Vitality. And I'm immediately going to go buy that. Going That's to go buy the DLC. Because the... Oh, so the most recent Mortal Kombat got Terminator, Robocop, Spawn. Oh, Spawn? Yeah, Spawn is in it, too. Yes. Yeah. Spawn, I like... New main. Yeah. Spawn was it now. Spawn was him. Right. Spawn was him. So this came out in 1993, December 11th. Ashley, right in, right on time for Christmas. Yes, right, right on time for Christmas. Graphically, this thing looks very good. Graphically, um, so they call them an elaborate stage specific finishing moves called overkills. That's what they call them. They call okay. them overkills. So it says two years later, an enhanced version of Eternal Champions Challenge from the Dark Side was released on Sega CD, and the game also spawned two spinoff games. Chicago Syndicate and Experts and there were actually uh, Overkill where it didn't put you in real life it didn't go from the game to real life but it was like from the game to like a 3D rendered type of fatality type thing so it was a CGI fatality that's what it was it was a CGI fatality and like these tentacles came out and like grabbed you and like pulled you into the darkness and that was the that was the Overkill and I was like, oh. Mysterious. Very. So it got a 97% as far as mean machines. Um and, and they, people called it at least as good as Street Fighter 2. 
and IGN gave it a six out of ten because it was criticized because it was difficult to learn play mechanics while praising the game's story, training mode, and inner strength meter. And it's not likely that many players who never previously heard of the game will have the patience to spend that much time getting to know it. So there was a learning curve with this game, and if you get past that learning curve, it's like that game would be super fun to play. And I enjoyed it after my second time playing it around, playing around with it. But them over them kills was over the top. You think it's just you think it was just always oh, this regular fighting game, you know, you know, it's a knockout. No, people died in the worst way. People died in the worst way. And I feel like this, this could be a movie. This could be a series. Um I feel like with the right backing and right marketing, you can make it. Yeah. It could be like a niche fighting game for sure. In this day and age, like Hollywood is so busy recycling and rebooting stuff that needs to be reboot and that doesn't need to be rebooted. It's like, yeah. why don't you go to other stuff and you know give it a shot? Yeah, this would be a prime example of that. Yeah, I mean, you got nothing to lose with this, right? Like, you really got nothing to lose. So, uh, I, okay, I got to show you one of these. Uh, one of these overkills here so when i tell you these overkills was crazy these overkills are these overkills are crazy so that's one crazy crazy and so when you see somebody disappear like that it's a wrap <laughs> it's a wrap for you Like, I'm like, come on. Like, like Mortal Kombat was not doing... I mean, they had stuff, but yeah, it wasn't... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. You see that, right? Yeah. Wild. Wild. Did he just get... Oh, okay. Got yep. fed to a lion. Yeah, that, that, that was just crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> but yeah. And... Mortal Kombat wasn't doing that. But that was Sega mm -hmm. CD, though. But I know Eternal Champions has something just as graphic as that. But... Mm -hmm. So out of all these fighting games, what do you want? If you had to pick one franchise to just come back and go to the mainstream, which one would you pick? Bloody Roar. Bloody Roar? I, I'm kind of torn. With a with, with a refresh, an entire franchise refresh. That could work. That can work. I think it's been gone so long, people. Okay, there are some that small group of people that are enthusiasts, so they're gonna like. They'll know what it is. They'll know what it is. They know but what if, it they, is, right? if they bring it back and remarket it, if they bring it back and remarket it in a different way, I'm sure that you know kids of this generation will definitely pick it up yeah Ooh, i kind of torn man there's a there's a lot okay so i said battle arena there's rival schools play roar mm. i'm i'm gonna have to say 
battle arena for the main reason you said if they revisit the story and with the right amount of marketing i feel like this can be one of the main fighting games 3d fighting mm-hmm. games and also make it a little bit more graphic just just a little bit just a little bit not not completely over the top because the anime is is graphic to a to a fault mm-hmm. too but not not overly graphic though but not like samurai showdown because i feel like battle arena is its own entity and it found a way to get away from like the niche type stuff but somehow uh-huh. some way it just you know soul caliber just kind of took over and you know you, you got nothing to lose with blood roar or a battle arena to send it i mean if it if it tanks it tanks but at least you tried yeah and hudson can sell rights for, to blood roar like to maybe capcom maybe or another three fighting game company like namco Bandai Namco, maybe. But if I had to pick a game that is not on this list that has you never seen a fighting game for, I said it in a short. Bleach. I want a Bleach 2D fighting game like Dragon Ball Fighters style. Like art systems. Like we have enough characters in Bleach. And the story is technically over manga-wise that you know everybody's Bankai, you know, everybody's abilities. You know what they can do, and obviously, when the anime drops, you, you probably want to shed more light on that too. You got enough material. Mm-hmm. Either that, or probably another keep it going for a while too. Yeah. Either that or another Yu Yu Hakusho game. <gasps> yes. Yes. That. Yes. Yes. Damn, I forgot about that. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I'm still so sad that they. Did I go back and see? I need to I need to keep a list of all the anime and manga I've read, watched and read. Yeah. Um, because I know with you you have to show the anime ended on a I don't wanna say it ended on a cliffhanger, but it kind of ended quickly and it was not necessarily the end of the story because the manga kept going on. I forgot why they did it that way. Yeah. I mean, but the the last arc was cool, but um, yeah, that would be awesome if they brought that back. You, you, Hakusho, man. Fighting game or Bleach fighting game, man. I, I, well, aren't they doing a live action Yu Yu Hakusho? Uh, Not that I'm excited about it. I just saw a trailer for the live action One Piece, and I'm just like, they got a trailer out for that. I I saw one. Oh my god. Okay. Or it was like a it was like a clip or something, and I was just kind of like. Didn't Oda sign off on that? Sometimes I wish that they would just say no. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. could go on an entire rant about that, but I will not. I feel like it's low key milk, but you know, uh, you yeah. know, it's one piece. I mean, you can't just this. It's certain things on that anime you just can't do live action. I mean, it's. Unless you yeah, got a high budget, the last like six to eight episodes, you there's no way for there's no way for that to be duplicated yeah. in live unless, action. Format. Unless you got a high budget, and I'm talking about American budget. Not even yeah. like I don't even think they could do it with CGI. You could do Dragon Ball with C. You could do Dragon Ball. Like, okay, so I feel like you can do a Dragon Ball Z live action movie, and the reason I say that is because I've seen Man of Steel. And I see in the fights in Man of Steel, I'm like, 
this is how Dragon Ball Z should be should be choreographed. That can be done with the right budget. Gundam can be done with the with the right budget. You know, just pick a story and stick to that particular story because Gundam is so you know it's an anthology in a sense. But um, One Piece that's yeah. that's a very tough sell. Mm-hmm. Very tough sell. Well, they're gonna try, so we'll see. I mean, they have gotten slightly better with these live action anime adaptations. Um, Full, Metal, Full Metal Alchemist wasn't bad. Did I watch Rooney that? Kenshin wasn't bad. Rooney Kenshin, you could actually do Rooney Kenshin as live action, but it, they have done it, and it really wasn't that bad, honestly. I can't remember what the last live action I was. What was it? Okay, I know I did see the Full Metal Alchemist one, and I didn't think it was horrible. Um, but there was another one that I watched, and I was like, didn't they do an Attack on Titan live action? Yay, yes. I think they have, yeah. I remember, yeah, okay, so I did see that one, and I don't remember being super impressed with it. Yeah, um, and I, it confused me more than anything too, because I was like, "What?" Sometimes anime just need to be anime. Villain yeah. Saga can be a live action. Villain Saga can definitely be a live action because we we it's, seen we seen stuff like that in live action format, so that could definitely be done. Um, I'm interested to see this next episode. I gotta catch up. I'm still on the first season. I'm even gonna hold you. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get caught up. Listen, Street Fighter Six got me in a choco. You understand? Like Destiny Two and Street Fighter Six, and when his most recent release, it got me in a choco. Like in between that and like researching different things, I was like, mm, it's not <laughs> enough time in the day. Like I literally got to wake up at six a.m. just to pack all that stuff in. And ah. I gotta get, matter of fact, there's a new anime on Netflix. It's uh, I think maybe six or eight episodes. Uh, I just started watching it. Is it Yajitora? Oh, why do I? That sounds familiar. Apparently, aliens came to Earth, took over, and so now we're at the bottom of the food chain type thing. I still gotta get caught up on Dota. Oh, that's another one. That, that's another um. There's another. I did started watching that. Yakatori. I'm sorry, not Yakatori. Yakatori soldier, soldiers of misfortune. That's that's what it's called. Did that pop up for me when I logged in? It should have because the first episode like 40 minutes. Okay, I'll have. Yeah. To. Oh my goodness, there's there's some titles on here that I didn't even realize. And they have um, the Dragon Prince. The new season is out. I have to finish that. I have to mm-hmm. watch that. So yeah, you got to. Uh... It's pretty good. Also, I think I'm gonna get back into the Fate Stay Night series because I've been seeing too many clips of these fights. So I need to go and actually watch. Okay. Where I left off. And well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to definitely do uh, another review of, uh, I got to do a review of Yakatori, but the June issue of Orange Phoenix Magazine is coming out. 
and it's the anniversary issue, and it's gonna be packed with a lot of things. So, ooh, a lot of a lot of stuff to cover. But that's our show for today, and we will be back next week with some more geekdom goodness. Yeah. And, and honestly and truly, I feel like we barely scratch the surface when it comes to these fighting games. Because um, there's a few other forgotten fighting games that's out there. Some little gems that, that's out there that we're missing. But we definitely cover them. I, I feel like at some point, we can just cover like one game, like just the history of it or whatever the case may be. But definitely jumping into it. And also, uh, you know, we're going to do live well to Reese really, 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 really soon. So cannot wait for that. So, got anything else for the listeners out there, VR? Um, nope. Just thank you for tuning in, and we hope that you will join us next week. All right, and we'll be back. Hey, bye, y'all.